Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaHealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope brought to you by Enzymedica with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. Good morning, and welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope for Tuesday, July 26th. I'm your host, Terry Ranga, here with my cultured guests who will tell us all why getting fermented is fun and good for our health. Author and conference presenter Betsy Hicks is nutritional consultant to Elementals Living, a.k.a. Pathways Medical Advocates, where Dr. John Hicks serves as medical director. We will be joined later by Carrie Kane. Carrie is an expert on cultured foods, holistic nutrition, and the Weston A. Price repertoire. So sit back, grab your favorite fermented beverage if it's late enough in your time zone, and welcome Dr. Hicks, Betsy, and Carrie. Woohoo! Now this is so fun because these are like all my favorite people in the same phone room at the same time. This is like this is like a dream come true for me. I just I, I I'm just gonna have so much fun talking about my favorite subject with my favorite people. So I I cannot wait to see what comes out of today. Okay. So Betsy is getting fermented a new thing for humankind. Well, it's pretty much as old as it comes. Uh, you know, that that's that's isn't it funny how we feel like we're if if we haven't newly created it and improved it somehow, then it can't possibly be good. But fermented foods, cultured culturing our vegetables, doing all of these uh wonderful kefirs, this goes back so far back. John, I know you can explain you've done well, a lot of research on this. How far how far back does it's this about go? Two thousand years old. And it may be older than that. Um, the Chinese were doing it when Marco Polo was there in the Caucasus Mountains in Russia. They've been doing it for at least 2,000 years. And the, the kefir grains, which are the probiotics themselves, were considered jewels, and they were handed down from generation to generation in families. Wait, is this like all of those commercials we used to see on TV where they showed, you know, the 150-year-old person on the mountain uh, in Tibet who ate yogurt? Is that what this is all about? Well, it's the culture piece, and the yogurt they were eating isn't the yogurt that we eat. Oh, come on. Really, it's trick it yogurt. Weren't they really eating trick keeper. yogurt? <laughs> yeah, I don't think Dan around there. I'm not sure. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Essentially, the the shepherds would carry milk in their leather satchels that were for fluids and have the grains in them, and it would ferment, and that's what they drank. Okay, so what are these grains? Where were they born? Like, they didn't have store shelves, obviously. Where do these grains come from? Well, they were handed down within families. Well, eventually they had to have an original... Well, I don't know, and nobody really knows that. And, you know, they're talked about in some of the old Chinese works, and they did uh, the the teas, the water kefirs with teas and that. And that was back, like when Marco Polo was there, they were already doing it. So this really goes way, way back. So is kefir synonymous with... Fermented? Does every fermented food contain kefir? Do pickles contain kefir? Well, if if they are fermented pickles, yes. So you can make pickles from 
using grains, specific grains to do that. Which kefir grains you're speaking of specifically? Yeah, the kefir grains. Okay, but, I think but, I think we're maybe, getting ahead of ourselves. But yeah. this is sounding this is sounding very mysterious. Do I need to get these these kefir grains? Is it like Indiana Jones and the Temple yes. of Really? <laughs> well, actually, in Russia, uh, a long, long time ago, the there were two cheesemakers that wanted some of these greens from the Caucasus Mountains, so they hired a woman to go seduce this prince and try to get greens, and there's this big story, and it didn't work well, but he fell in love with her, so on her way back, he had her kidnapped. <laughs> And wait, then wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, I know it's 11 o'clock Central where you guys are. Are you sure you're not already fermented? No. <laughs> we fermented this morning, John. Well, yeah, we did. <laughs> All righty. So in a big picture sense, what does the process of fermenting foods mean? Well, I think when you're talking about fermenting, what happens is, it, these are good strains of lactobacillus and other organisms, not just bacteria, but also yeasts. And what they do is take the sugars and starches from the foods that are in there, they start to break them down, and they convert them into lactic acid and glucuronic acid and a couple other things. And they it produces produces and frees up vitamins so they're more absorbable, frees up enzymes. So really these foods or these kefirs uh, help you digest your food and then because of what's in there, they are also antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, antineoplastic. So they produce and contribute uh, essentially to what the immune system is doing. And they... Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I think a lot of our listeners don't actually know what fermented foods are. They don't know what kefir is. If I go to the grocery store and I pick up a pickle, is that the same as the type of pickle you're talking about? Well, I mean, unless, I mean, for, for the most part, any pickle that you're going to buy in any grocery store typically is going to be soaked in vinegar. And that is, you know, although ver- vinegar is, is in essentially a fermented food, it's not fermented in a positive way where, a, where um, good, healthy bacteria is allowed to t- typically grow. Um, what we are speaking of in the way of fermentation, and of course, well, I mean, even you can even look at alcohol. Beer is a fermented food, um, but we're talking specifically of foods that are cultured with good bacteria, and it doesn't necessarily even mean that you have to be starting with some expensive jewels. You can make cultured foods just with some good Celtic sea salt, good any sort of a good salt or. Um, uh, you know, right in your own home without having to have a lot of expensive ingredients involved as well. Okay. Um, and, and, and I think the best, easiest way in a nutshell to, to sum up what, what fermented foods are is that they make all they, they make it available to the body. You know, the body would love to be able to absorb so much of the, the vitamins that we get around us and all the nutrition around us, but our body doesn't necessarily have the tools to absorb all of that goodness. And when you when you have something that's fermented, it makes these vitamins more absorbable. The B, the B vitamins that are in cultured vegetables and kefirs are huge. The, the um, vitamin K, all of these things, and they're in a such an absorbable form that your body immediately knows what to do with it. Oh, is that what Dr. Hicks was saying when he's saying like that the bacteria and enzymes, natural enzymes, was it, are, are breaking yes. these things down? Yes. Right. Yes, ah. it, it's like it's almost like in a pre-digested form. It's in an available form is is the term for it that that we can absorb it so easily. You know, a lot of people take a ton of different vitamins. They take probiotics and they take all these different things, but many people cannot digest them. And for whatever particular reason that they are, they're not able to break them down. And the 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 
they spend a lot of money on vitamins that go in the system and out the system very, very quickly, or even worse, cause a lot of hyperactivity. My son could not tolerate B vitamins. He couldn't tolerate probiotics in a capsule form. But as soon as we introduced cultured vegetables and kefirs, he was immediately absorbing them. Wonderful. Okay. Please give our listeners some examples of fermented foods, cultured foods. Carrie, is Carrie here? Oh, no. Okay, um, okay right she's here. not here yet. So, okay, good. Carrie will be joining us shortly, and she's a, she's an expert. She's got such a good repertoire of different foods that she can introduce. But typically, there, there's there's so many things you can do. Now, let, let me start by saying, and we we get no kickback for saying this, Cultures for Health is, is a place that I go to to get my cultures. So, so um, foods that you're looking at, you can take water kefir grains, you can take dairy kefir grains, and you can make everything from sodas to ice creams to drinks that your children will totally love and will be very easy to have them eat. Of course, if they're on a casein-free diet, you want to stick with the water kefir grains, but you can make these uh, dairy kefir um, beverages or yogurts out of raw milk, which would be way healthier, and Super, a tremendous amount of options. Now, the, the other way to look at it, besides so much the kefirs, and then there's kombucha, which is kombucha is made with more of a mushroom type of a fermentation, and it, it's going to release different probiotics. And Dr. They're beneficial in which ways? Um, the the also food, the food, the other foods that are out there are the cultured vegetables. Now, you can take a myriad of vegetables from uh, cabbage, beets, carrots, ginger, garlic, all different types. Typically, a sturdy vegetable, for example, um, zucchini may not be as good of a one to vet, is something that's a little bit stronger, although you can do um, with just about any kind. And what those process, that process is, is you can use a, a kefir starter for that, but you can simply use salt. And as, the, as they start to ferment, as they start to uh, change within the water that they're soaking in, they release all of these wonderful enzymes. And, and it creates a sauerkraut kind of taste to it, something similar to, you know, very saltier type of a, a sauerkraut. I make mine with salt, so they're saltier. You can make some of them with the kefir starters that won't be as salty. They'll be a little more sour. Um, and you don't need to be eating. Hello? All right. Uh, we're going to go to break, and we will be right back at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you to our sponsor, Enzymedica. We'll be right back. Listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. The Autism Hope Alliance is dedicated to the recovery of children and adults from autism. The goal of this nonprofit organization is to ignite hope for families facing the diagnosis through education and funding to promote progress today. Diet modification, biomedical intervention, and educational therapy have been shown to be successful tools on the path to recovery. Through these efforts, we believe hope will replace hopelessness. Recovery for our children is a reality. For more information, go to AutismHopeAlliance.org. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling. 
whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. Well, you would just not believe the break that we just had <laughs> with Betsy Hicks, Dr. John Hicks, and Carrie Kane. And we were trying that health drink that Betsy was talking about, that fermented beer, and we just all got fermented during the break. So, <laughs> Carrie, would you like to add to this discussion? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so, other fermented things you can, you can consume. Um, beet kvass is one. And what is that called? Real- it's beet kvass, K-B-A-S-S. And what is that, Carrie? So what you do is you ferment beets in water and salt. And beets are really, they're full of sugar, so they, they ferment really well, and it makes a wonderful, beautiful red beverage. And it's kind of tart and kind of sweet when you do it right. Um, it's very refreshing. It's really nice on a hot day. Um and also other things you can make, small beer, and that would be a beer with not very much alcohol. And that's what people used to consume in, um, say, like in England in, in the 1600s. Everyone would drink small beer, children, women, men. And um, there's also, you can make lambic-style ales with very little alcohol. It does have a little bit of alcohol. Um, but you can take the kefir grains and um, put them in, say, like a big apple, if you get like a apple cider from the grocery store in a glass jug, you can just put some kefir grains in that and make a, a nice little um, apple lambic style ale. And you um, make a probably lot of not sodas. the best for kids, but right. for adults. Right. And then, uh, Carrie, you make a lot of sodas with the, with the grains as well, right? Right. The water kefir grains are, are great with sodas. You could do... Um, a raisin soda, um, pretty much any any kind of fruit. I think people like dried fruits because they work really well. If you use fresh fruit, you can only have the fresh fruit in in your beverage for 24 hours, and then you need to take it out because it doesn't taste very good. Um, That's it, interesting. It, I didn't know. Sort of has a, okay. A, a, okay. <laughs> so before the break, Dr. Hicks was talking about how the process of Fermentation, and I assume we're talking about lactic fermentation, um, makes versus the type of fermented foods that you find in the grocery store, makes the nutrients, you know, preserves and um, uh, foods and makes them more digestible and more nutritious. The, the enzymes and the bacteria release the nutrients and make them more bioavailable to the body. So we were talking about this. So can you give us some examples of how uh, this whole process and these foods help kids on the autism spectrum in a concrete way? Well, I, I think, number one, one of the biggest pieces is a lot of the kids on the spectrum do not absorb good vitamins. So this is a way to have them bioavailable for them to receive them in small amounts and you can gradually increase. The other big thing for kids on the spectrum is the immune rebalancing that kefirs and cultured vegetables do because essentially most of the kids on the spectrum have what's called a Th1 shift. They're producing a lot of extra antibodies and essentially what kefirs and fermented vegetables do is rebalance that, elevating the Th1 side, which is the uh, antiviral side, which is anti-cancer. So it really shifts that immune setup that a lot of people have for autoimmune disease. So the spectrum kids, the Th1 shift. So other people that benefit or anybody that has uh, autoimmune disease, um, tough time digesting and absorbing vitamins and minerals, and it's really a very cost-effective way to cut down on what you're needing to supplement. 
Right, and Betsy was talking about how her son was not able to um, tolerate, you know, uh, much at one time or the the store-bought types of substances. And I know with the specific carbohydrate diet, Betsy, um, they start out with like an itty-bitty bit of that yogurt at at one time to allow the body to work up to it. Can you, is that fermented? Is that cultured? Can you explain this to us? I, I'm not just, I'm not as familiar with the SCD diet and what exactly they use um, with the yogurt. And Carrie, do you know about that? Um, I'm not familiar with that diet. Okay, so, uh, so I mean, I know the diet, but I'm, not, I'm just not as familiar with what the yogurt, but I can see what that would make sense because it is a, a fermented product. And, and if well, you're going to be killing off a lot of yeast, I mean, even with kefir, you need to go really slow. You need, to, you need to be doing a couple tablespoons at most for a while until you start building things up. Um, yeah, because you have that die-off. Right, right. And, 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 and even with the cultured vegetables, which we started, Joey, first on cultured vegetables before we started them on kefir, only because I didn't know as much about the kefir back then. But the cultured vegetables, really, you're looking at, a, it was starting off with a teaspoon, working our way up to tablespoons. And even then, it was just maximum of three tablespoons at a meal for a while until we were able to kill off enough so that he didn't have massive die-off. Ah, so there's, okay, so there's some limitations. You're not going to just start out by swapping out all of your vegetables with cultured vegetables. Right. 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 You want, well, what you have to realize is what this is doing in your body. And the kids on the spectrum, they have a lot of yeast issues. So this is antifungal. So if you start going and eat large quantities or drink large quantities too fast, you're going to have huge die-off and the kefirs and cultured vegetables also detox you. So from that perspective, you're getting rid of pathogenic bacteria, you're getting rid of yeast, you're getting rid of parasites, and you're starting to detox. So you can overwhelm that system quickly if you're having large amounts too fast. Okay. There was some saying, um, do I have this right, let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food or something like that? Well, yeah, they're that from a long time ago. And that's really, when you look at some of the cultures that have done this for years and years and years, they have much lower incidences of all diseases because essentially this is rebalancing the whole body. And the only people that really have... Uh, when you look at most of the illnesses, it's from an immune imbalance. So anything that is really going to impact and rebalance your immune system is going to support your body in being healthy. And when you get exposed to something, these good guys will knock it off because it's, it's all about their survival. And that's really the whole neat thing when you look at Kefirs and cultured vegetables versus oral probiotics. Oral probiotics are just transient. You stop taking them, they go away. But these will implant and continue to grow. Okay, great. So these are good bacteria who are trying to survive, and so they're going to fight off anything that doesn't let good bacteria survive. Let's flip that coin, and let's talk about other the bad guys, the nasties, the other self-perpetuating gut bugs. So, Betsy, what's the difference between fermented foods, what fermented foods gives you, and processed foods? So, the the difference between the bugs. For for the most part, processed foods aren't foods. They're, um, they've pretty much lost, a a lot of the things that we're eating that are processed have really lost even being in a category of food, which is why I'm hoping that they can start taxing soda because it's really not a food. So you shouldn't be. We shouldn't be buying it. Uh, you know, it's 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 very very interesting that um, it, 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 aside from the the contaminants that are in our foods, in our in our food colorings, and 
um, uh, the preservatives, the things that our body has no idea what to do with, things like high fructose corn syrup and MSG. and Well, some versions of MSG are more digestible than others, but nitrates, things such as that, we are unable to be able to break these things down and do anything with it. And so it's not even so much that these are foreign foods, but the biggest problem is what they're feeding because these so these foreign foods are now feeding the bad guys. They're, they're bringing the ammunition to all that bad bacteria that's sitting in your gut to begin with. So we're getting this foreign invasion, so to speak, and, and now they're fueling the, the guys that have already been in there causing problems. So the only chance we have at keeping our gut clean is to be really supporting all of the, the good bacteria. Okay, very good point. Well, we have a few minutes before the break, and when we come back from break, we're going to talk about biofilm and those nasty colonies. Um, and uh, But, Carrie, can you just kind of walk us through for a minute? I've got my zucchini, and I've got my kefir grains. What do I do? <laughs> well, zucchini and kefir grains, what a great combination. <laughs> Carrie, have fun, fun with that one. That sounds a lot of fun. Um, so in your bikini, get some some. You can do um, organic molasses, which is great for the grains because that feeds them lots of vitamins and minerals. Um, but that produces sort of a dark, really uh, rich kefir that's not as tasty as just plain organic brown sugar. So what I like to do is, is feed it the molasses one time and then feed it the brown sugar one time or mix a little molasses and brown sugar. And so you're going to have those sugars and some hot filtered water. It's very important not to use chlorinated water from, from your tap. And I know not everybody has chlorinated water, but a lot of us do. Um, and get a nice big glass jug. Kefir, um, mix the hot water with the sugar so it dissolves, and then pour in some cool water. And then stir that up. Throw in your grains and let it sit on your counter for 48 hours. And you'll have a nice bubbly brew drain off the grains, and you can either drink that liquid or you can take that liquid and have fun and make some sodas. Okay. Okay. Did you actually say I should do that in my bikini? Did you say that? Did I you hear that? <laughs> bikini rhymes with bikini. It's very confusing. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just save that conversation when we talk about getting our grains to multiply. And we'll be right back. <laughs> America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you to our sponsor, Enzymedica. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com to perform at your maximum potential you need to have all aspects of your life working properly on mind brain and body dr michael john kell will bring you honest open discussions concerning your physical mental and financial health if you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life tune in to mind brain and body every friday at 8 a.m pacific mind brain and body on voice america health and wellness radio dedicated to your health wealth wisdom and purpose are you living your vital life? One that is showcasing you at your full potential? There are many issues that stand in the way of most people achieving their full potential. We will discuss these issues and how to overcome them each week on The Vital Life, Awakening Your Full Potential, with host Dr. Carolyn Coker-Ross. Living the vital life often requires that we trust our own intuitive voice. 
and that we view illness or life challenges as calls to action to reconnect with the deeper urges of our spirit or soul. Tune in Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We're back with Dr. John Hicks, Betsy Hicks, and Carrie Kane, and now we are going to talk about biofilm. And I've got to tell you, you better grab your key for beer if it's a good time in your time zone. <laughs> Because biofilm is some scary stuff. So, um, Dr. Hicks, I, I know you wanted to talk about this, especially with its relationship to the benefits of fermentation. So, first of all, what's biofilm? Well, what biofilms are is organisms in nature to preserve themselves and survive have go together in colonies and live in this group and it would be like an apartment building and what some of the biofilms do is produce a polysaccharide coat around themselves and then through releasing DNA the organisms start to work together and as they work together they're secreting things into the environment which changes that. Uh, they like it more acidic. They, once they're in this um, mucopolysaccharide coating, they start to create resistance. They pass resistant plasmids back and forth. So these bacteria aren't really, they're not so invasive that they're going into your body to, to do destruction. What they're doing is becoming resistant and taking your nutrition. And hmm. then they release toxins because they, they have metabolic rates. So whatever they're excreting, those toxins go in, so they will affect that person. Okay, so basically there's like a bunch of nasty bugs pooping inside of us. Yeah, pretty much. And it's, hmm. it's combinations, and it's not just one thing. So... A lot of the biofilms are made up of bacteria, they're made up of yeast, they're made up of parasites, and they work together in this, in this group, and it's that whole thing of survival. This is how they're protecting their turf and trying to survive. And they're exchanging genetic information. Yes. yes. They're very tricky. Well, they're, they're very smart, and it's, it's, you know, when you look at it, it's just, it's like people, you know, we all work at how do we survive, how do we, you know, sort of expand and create more and um, multiply. And this is essentially just what they're doing. They're not trying to kill the host. They're just using the host. And uh, then depending on what happens, they can continue to grow or they will some of them will leave and set up a new biofilm down the line. They can move from system to system. A lot of kids with recurrent ear infections, that's where biofilms start. And then because the eustachian tube opens into the throat, that mucus now has a biofilm. It gets swallowed, and now all of a sudden here you've got these bacteria now in your gut building a new biofilm. Wow. So that's they do they sort of clump off and travel in the body? These they can. colonies clump off? They can. They can drop off groups and they go or they can release what are called sessile, uh these what are called planktonic or free living and then they can set up a new biofilm down the line. Okay. So it sounds, from what you're saying, as if there's more than one type of biofilm to tackle. Yes, and it's really the key, the key with biofilms is figuring out, okay, what's in here and what all do I have to cover as I go after this? 
And mm-hmm. one thing that happens with biofilms is antibiotics, they become resistant to them. They become resistant to antifungals, antivirals. And what happens is then if you start pushing higher and higher doses, then what they do is they become more invasive and aggressive. Is, is this, does this have anything to do with cell wall deficient bacteria? Well, no, that, that's another survival technique, and that's part of what happens when uh, if your immune system, that Th1 side that takes out cells that are infected, gets suppressed, then some of these bacteria be, can, can become cell wall deficient, and then they hide in the cells and you can't get them. You can't even recognize them? You don't recognize them because they have no wall and they're hiding in your cells. Okay, so they have no wall, they're hiding in your cells, so if you go to get a routine lab test, will it even pick up if you've got... It will not even pick up that you have that. Yikes. Because all the markers are gone. You know, the markers that we're using for that are gone. So do you just suspect these things clinically? Well, that's... That's one way to start at it. You can do muscle testing and see does someone balance on needing this thing cleared or not. Uh, so, so there's different ways, and now there's some lab tests that they're trying to work on specifically for biofilms to, okay, go, this biofilm has this organism and that and that. And one of the big issues with biofilms is when you start to try to knock it off, uh, if you don't have everything covered, you get flares of you didn't have yeast covered, so now they flare as the other stuff starts to decrease. So it's just being prepared and then being aware of, okay, if I have this happen, then what what does that tell me? Wow, good point. So um, can, can, I, can, I, can I just add one thing to that? Because mm-hmm. there are some symptoms that can definitely give you a clue that you might have a biofilm problem. Right. Um, especially a lot of the kids that have problems with things like corn, um, that you know tend to really freak out with with introduction of corn. That can be a, a really big sig- signal. Or kids that um, you know really fall a lot into the yeast category as well too. The, the kids that crave lots of ketchups and um, those types of foods can really be related to the biofilms as well. Okay. So with the corn, is that because the bad bugs in us want to stay alive and so they drive us towards foods that will perpetuate their lifespan? You got it. Okay. And then the the other symptom that I've seen across the board with kids with um, and adults with biofilms is they become more aggressive and irritable. So if, you know, all of a sudden, you know, your child, you're going, gee, this is sort of strange. Why are they starting to act this way? Like hitting themselves, hitting other people, right. something in that, in that type yeah, of so aggression. A lot of times that's at the beginning of this biofilm because the toxins that these organisms are releasing are very potent. Right. So they can affect how your brain works. Right. In autism, what are the implications of biofilm affecting pH balance, digestion, um, strep proliferation, nutrient absorption? I think you've covered. Well, it, it just blocks and steals your nutrition. So then you're not, if you're not digesting it normally, they love that because then they have more to eat. So it's really going at ah. this from the perspective of, all right, they're wanting to survive. How do I decrease feeding them? So you come at it that way. And then when you look at, like, cultured vegetables and kefirs and that, they have in them an innate ability to get rid of bacteria, yeast, parasites, and they do it on their terms. And and I think sort of understanding this from... The bacteria, the way they become resistant is they're exposed. They figure out a way to survive that so it doesn't kill them anymore. Well, the same thing is going with the probiotics. They are progressing in how to handle things. So 
this is not a static thing, and our taking antibiotics or antifungals is really a static thing. It just never changes. But when you're fighting them with live organisms that know how to fight them, I mean, these guys have been around for millions and millions of years, and we're still here. So obviously probiotics work, or we would all be wiped out with bad bacteria. Wow. This is just an incredible point, fighting live organisms with live organisms. And obviously, these organisms are intelligent. So, um, Dr. Hicks, how does biofilm relate to vitamin D deficiency and related infection and inflammation? Well, number one, because of the immune issues and that shift, uh, that creates more inflammation. Uh, Vitamin D, there is some speculation that some of these produce a toxin that blocks the D receptors. When we come back, we'll talk about how to uh, tackle biofilm issues with diet and more. We'll be right back at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you to our sponsor, Enzymedica. We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. The Autism Hope Alliance is dedicated to the recovery of children and adults from autism. The goal of this nonprofit organization is to ignite hope for families facing the diagnosis through education and funding to promote progress today. Diet modification, biomedical intervention, and educational therapy have been shown to be successful tools on the path to recovery. Through these efforts, we believe hope will replace hopelessness. Recovery for our children is a reality. For more information, go to AutismHopeAlliance.org. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866 472 5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We're back with Carrie Kane, Betsy Hicks, and Dr. John Hicks, and we're talking about biofilm. Betsy, you made um, a great point during the break that your son's food had many food intolerances, and his food intolerances were helped by cultured vegetables. Tremendously, yeah. I mean, this is this is this is my career. My career was based around, you know, adapting recipes that in- included two ingredients because my son had 50 food intolerances and, of course, was gluten and casein-free as well, too. When we started the cultured vegetables, I started noticing that if he had an infraction, we weren't noticing any change. Uh, so we started gradually. By first, we put spelt back in, and then we started with you know, some good yogurts and noticed um, him doing better and better, things like bananas, uh, pork, things that he would always been allergic to, not that I want to give him a lot of pork now, but... 
all these things that he had such tremendous allergies to um, or intolerances to, all of a sudden he was fine with. And I, it, honestly, as strange as it is, I didn't even pinpoint it that it was the cultured vegetables that were making the, the difference. And, John, I'm actually interested because your last point was so good about the, the organisms killing organisms. What 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 actually happened in Joey's situation? Now, Joey's situation, he had a ton of parasites, so we know he had to have biofilm parasites. Well, and he had big yeast issues. Right. So we know he had organisms. So what the way I see the culture of vegetables really made a difference for Joey was, number one, they helped his digestion because they have other digestive enzymes that are now freed up so... Not only do you have your enzymes, but now you have these other enzymes in the cultured vegetables. They made the food more bioavailable. It was already partially pre-digested. Oh. So then we know the yeast and the parasites, they give you leaky gut. So leaky gut is when undigested food pieces leak into the bloodstream, and now your body reacts as if they are an invader. So you get food sensitivities, not food allergies. So with cultured vegetables and the kefirs, what's happening is they're helping digestion. They heal the leaky gut by getting rid of the organisms, and they rebalance your immune system and take take you out of that TH1 shift. Wow. Okay, so you've covered... You've covered diet helping. Uh, you've covered how this rebalances the immune system. And um, are, are chelating agents ever called for when you're addressing biofilm? Well, for some, for some kids, they may need that. But what I've seen is a lot of them, when you add chelating agents, you're freeing up more metals, which now you get bigger yeast issues. And one of the reasons what yeast do is yeast accumulate mercury. Whoa. So one of the big toxic effects is if you knock off tons of yeast, you've now freed huge amounts of mercury again. Whoa. So the idea is to push them out, not so much kill them. And that's more what these guys do versus doing like antifungals. You mean the cultured vegetables? That's cultured what they do. Vegetables, right? Okay. Well, Betsy and Carrie, I'm sorry. They're they're taking their turf back, so they just gradually push those out. This is great. I'm envisioning a lot of really cool illustrations coming up here. <laughs> <laughs> Betsy and Carrie, do you have any um, closing uh, remarks, take-home messages? Carrie, you want to go? Anything that you recommend? Um, I, I would like to have Carrie just mention, as a mom of two little teeny children, how you, what you feel about the work involved of putting together these cultured foods. Yeah, as, as she said, I have a one-and-a-half-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old, and, a and um, I'm very, very busy with that. It's quite exhausting, as I'm sure you, you all know. Um, but doing this is very easy. It's quick. Um, the kids, both children, love for water, and um, and they've always enjoyed yogurts and their uh, like goat milk kefir and, and milk kefir. Um, you can tell they really crave it. And yeah, that that's and sorry for interrupting, but I just wanted to make that point. The the younger you get your children started on this the more they're going to, I mean, from a picky eating perspective, you're wondering, how am I going to get my kids to eat this? The younger you get them going, the more they crave it. Because I've seen Carrie's sons, you know, start this from a very, very little age, and they just, they can't get enough of it because their body is so tuned in and it doesn't have all these biofilms yet, and it's working so perfectly, and it knows exactly how good it is for them. It's more and luckily, we've never been on antibiotics and yeah. we've never, you know, had to deal with anything like that, luckily. I think I attribute it to this. Right, right. So I, I, I would say, you know, for parents that are saying, well, how am I going to get these cultured vegetables down the kids? That would be my closing remark is, you know, in my book, um, Picky Eating Solutions, I talk a lot about a first this, then that approach. And that's really what it comes down to. If you want this, then you have to eat this first. And it's, you're not asking for a lot. You're, it's a small amount. And then for the extreme picky eaters, you can just do the liquid in the cultured vegetables. Just the liquid alone is going to have a lot of the healing um, uh, probiotics in it. And so you can mix that into something else 
you know, that has a liquid format like a juice or something like that as well. Wonderful. Can you recommend, uh, Betsy, um, any additional resources? Or yeah, one, of the, one of the best is our website has a lot of information, which is elementalsliving.com. Um, we and, and on our website under Learn, you can see you can get linked right over to Cultures for Health. Cultures for Health is a great company that has lots of great uh, products available and to purchase. Our website also has some um, uh, things that you can listen to to help prepare you and how to, how to make it how to make things. Do they have kefir grains? Cultures for Health has kefir grains. Yes, they have the golden kefir grains, and you don't have to like walk to the top of the mountains in Russia to get them. <laughs> woo woo! You can just click it for, and they're cheap. I mean, this is the thing with it, Terry. It's like you know, you get a starter pack from Cultures for Health for under tw- for like twenty dollars, and it's like a probiotic costs you twenty dollars, but the but the kefir grains will last you for years. A probiotic costs uh, heck one piece of. A certain type of mall chocolate costs twenty bucks. <laughs> well worth Not it. Not that you would know, huh? Not that you would know. I no, I only have a very distant memory. I've saved tons on my. You know, honestly, I really at nighttime I used to like to have a drink, a glass of wine or something. You know, some sort of a, a, a dinner drink. I am enjoying so much now having my glass of kefir. I ferment mine for four days, so it has a little bit more alcohol in it. But honestly, I feel phenomenal after I have it. I don't have any – it helps relax me, but yet it makes me happy and giddy, but yet it doesn't have any of the after effects of it. Well, Bessie, I just can't wait to get together and get I know. with You're gonna you. I know. to my house, and we are just going <laughs> to kefir it up, girl. <laughs> All right. Well, Dr. Hicks, Betsy Carey, thanks for helping us to get culture and good health to our listeners. Look for Dr. Hicks' superb article about biofilm in the August issue of Autism Science Digest, available through the Autism One online store at www.autismone.org and soon to be in bookstores. Next week, my guest is Lisa Rudley. Remember to visit the National Autism Association website at www.nationalautismconference.org for details details about their upcoming conference in lovely Tampa, St. Pete, Florida. Thank you to our sponsor, Enzymedica, and to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Enzymedica would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit AutismOne.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga.